This is a Vantage House production. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. I hope you had a great winter break and are ready for an exciting continuation of Season 6. Today is January 27th, and if it's Friday, then this is the Delve. Before we dive into our usual discussions and interviews, I wanted to take a moment to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while now. After a lot of thought and consideration, late last year I've decided to announce that I was running for the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. I know this may come as a surprise to some of you, but as a host of this podcast and my background in being a democracy advocate, I've had the privilege of hearing and amplifying the voices of so many people in our community. And it's become clear to me that there is a need for new leadership and fresh perspectives in our government. In this episode, I sit down with the Delves head of production, Madison, to share my reasons for running, some of the things I care about, and my plans for how we'll work to make our community a better place for all of us. Over the break, I've been busy campaigning and I even did my first town hall. I hope you'll join me on this journey and support me as I take this new step in my life. I believe that together we can make real change happen. So sit back, relax, and listen to my thoughts about this race and why I decided to join. This is kind of like an interesting episode. We actually had one of these episodes a few seasons back. It's a little bit about getting to know me, the host, Chalen. And once again, to help you guys learn more about me, I have Madison. Hi, Madison. Hi, Chalen. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk to you and sort of ask these questions that I've been curious about, but also sort of um, take on the role of a listener and uh, get to know you better in this format. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. I feel like going from podcaster to, this sounds so weird to say, politician, it's so, I don't know, I, there's no words to really describe it. In one hand, I feel like I'm a completely normal person. Uh, on the other hand, I'm asking people <laughs> to hand over a piece of their sovereignty so I can make laws for them. Strange. Very, very strange. That's really great that you said that because actually one of my questions was, um, has being part of the Delve and hosting the Delve influenced, do you think, your political identity or your political ambitions? I think that's a really, really great question. One, because so much, yes, even my first town hall that I did last week or a week and a half ago, um, I was a little bit nervous to be on camera in front of people. But I said something like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to act like this is an episode of The Delve. And that really, really helped me. Uh, I guess that's more on like a technical level. And as far as like policy, on the Delve, we talk about a lot of like national issues and in greater um, portion, we've been going into international issues. And I'm running for the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, so it's a lot more local than um, some of the things that we discuss. But there's some overlap there, whether it's um, voting rights, LGBTQ rights. I think that's probably where it ends, but... <laughs> 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 it's it's a very different um, space, you know, compared to 
uh, national, international stuff to go into like really, really localized, nitty gritty uh, things that people are facing. Hmm. What is important to you that can be shaped by local politics? You know, you're talking about the issues that we cover on the Delve mm. um, being a bit different from some of the local issues. What What's really important to you that can be shaped by local politics? Yeah, I feel like the idea of a representative is you are an advocate for, you know, your district or your community or your block of communities. And when you don't have a proper advocate, things you care about or things you should care about don't get the attention they need. So my district, it's a little bit more suburban. And some of the things that we care about are property taxes. Because Pennsylvania is 45th in the level of state-provided education funding, a lot of that gap falls onto local communities. So these suburban communities get hit over the head with taxes. And it's awful because a lot of folks, this might be their first time moving out of the city and they're getting their suburban home and they might get hit over the head with taxes and then they get priced out of you know their neighborhoods. Or maybe it's like an elderly um, couple and they get priced out of their neighborhoods and maybe they've been there for years. So taxes has been a really big thing. And it's not a new thing. It's not like taxes, you know, are just this brand new novel thing. They've been around for a long time, but there's never been like an advocate to push for tax relief, which I think is really, really strange. Or, you know, for a readjustment in education funding on the state level. That's been really, really strange. So it makes you think like, gosh, would have you know, our advocates, our representatives been doing, whether that's, you know, on the state level or in the House or in Senate or even in the presidency, you start to think of what people's goals are, what they're, what they're looking to do. Um, so I would hope if I'm, you know, get the honor of being elected to be an advocate that makes like a pretty radical and immediate difference, if not in just policy, at least in like driving the conversation around things that matter to us. Oh, I was just um, thinking as you're talking about that, that um, I just wanted to shout out, there's an organization called the Pennsylvania Interfaith Impact Network. And um, my mom was a community organizer with them. And her main role was going to Harrisburg and trying to organize for a new education funding model. Oh, so, um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Pin, check them out. Yeah. And, and this is like, it's so important. And there's like these really great groups who are doing it. And it just makes me think like, are, why, are, why aren't, you know, representatives like, yes, I love this issue. I'm going to make this my issue. I'm going to carry right. this out. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's numbing um, to think yeah. like, why, why do we not have progress? And, and so you're running to replace um, someone who has passed away. Yes. Um, and so... Yeah, so there's really an open seat here. Who are your opponents? Yeah, so um, I am looking to replace um, former representative Tony DeLuca. He was the representative for my district for 20 terms or 40 years, which is the longest in PA House history. 
Um, so I feel like I have <laughs> some shoes to fill. He ran a really great constituent service uh, kind of operation. So folks in the area, if they needed help with healthcare questions, to pin dot things, to uh, even um, mail stuff or, or passport stuff, he was really kind of like the go-to guy. And he was in that, um, held that space for, for 40 years, which is remarkable. I do not intend <laughs> to hold this office for 40 years. Um, my opponents are, um, this is where it gets kind of, I guess, funnier. I'm running against um, a Republican uh, who is uh, a pastor, Clay Walker. And I think it's really, really interesting, but I guess like that's a typical Republican mold, you know, kind of like a little bit more of a religious figure. Um, but you go to his website and he has this huge endorsement thing from Gun Owners of America. And it's just, gosh, I mean, I don't know. Like I, 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 I just found it strange that that'd be like the first thing you want to post. Right. It just also seems so out of touch. Like, so out of touch. It's just like, that gosh. Was, we, yeah. Yeah. In the uh, wake of, you know, yes. mass shooting after mass shooting after yes. mass shooting, you know, yeah. and, and I know Pittsburgh, I know the east side of Pittsburgh, like yeah. there is a gun violence problem mm -hmm. on the east side of Pittsburgh or, you know, many places around the country, of course. I mean, that just seems like, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Really, really really strange um and, and it just doesn't seem like nice or kind or warm or mm. you know all the things that you would want to associate with with god uh it just seems cold and steely and mm -hmm. death-like yeah threatening and, yeah mm -hmm. it's like yeah gracious violent, violent yeah Mm -hmm. Um, my other opponent, he is a Democrat. Um, he is the former, well, actually, no, he's still the chairman. He never resigned. He's the chairman of the, one of the local democratic committees in, um, the district. And I'm running as a, uh, independent, um, which has been just a wild ride on its own, um, but one of the reasons why I decided to run as an independent is because I saw how, you know, just kind of how like the nominee selection played out. So in December, the State Department gave instructions to counties that they would be having an election February 7th. So that's back in December. So it was like mid-December. That was like on a Thursday. Um, on Tuesday, like a few days later, was the deadline to register to be selected by the party for the nomination. And then by next Sunday, this secret group of unelected Democratic committee members chose whoever had registered in that five-day period. Um, and I was like, gracious to people who even know this election mm. was happening right. did people even know mm. that they could like register to be a nominee did was this announced and so i was like really really just curious and i was like watching it and then i saw who won 
the committee chairman i was like what is going on yeah. here this is just insider track only yes like, this is, yeah. yeah it was so I mean, strange it just feels like that's not what democracy is about right. i mean yeah. you know you want people that are committed and passionate and, and you know that know what they're talking about but like right. yeah there should just be an emphasis on a democratic process right and then it's like, well, who's like the most capable in our neighborhood? Who's the, you know, most yeah. prepared person in our neighborhood? And I feel like we didn't really have that. Um, another really curious thing I found, it was discovered that two like undercover Trump people <laughs> were on this Democratic committee and they like wow. registered to be the nominee. <gasps> Yeah, it was like oh my goodness, that's it so was, sinister. Yes, it was crazy, and so to think that like the person who won was the chairman of this committee, um, it was just really really odd. Um, and I was like, one, that's it's it's just it just screams odd, and it's tilted, and mm -hmm. you know whatever name you want to call it. Another thing, I'm not sure how long he's been chairman of this Democratic committee, but um, I mean, I run the Delve and I have these team meetings and we just got off of one. And I don't think I've ever asked anyone like their political leanings or anything like that. But if I had two Trumpers on my team, <laughs> I would probably know. I would. I mean, like, right. I, I like without me asking, and you know, I don't. But you know, your political affiliation is something that's deep and it's personal, and you know, that's great. And I don't know if that's, and I, I know it's not my place to like, you know, cross over into that. But I would maybe like hear, like, yeah, I was here on January six. I'm just kidding, or like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but also like yeah if you're part of the dem if you're the chair of the democratic right. committee yeah. right then politics are not off the table politics are right. explicitly on the table right. so either they're either like right. great actors or I mean, or like <laughs> how did you not realize right you had two trumpers on your committee um, i mean it, yeah it's like they're yeah they're acting during the meeting but they're still driving away with a confederate flag uh-huh like i don't uh-huh <laughs> i don't understand so uh, there was there <laughs> yeah and and like the one guy he actually made it pretty far like they did like ranked voting so uh, it was in wow. they were like in round four and one of the trumpers was still placing um so wow. it was it was weird to me that you know we could have the democratic chairman of my local committee manage this committee and have two trumpers on there i thought it was very strange and so i was like screw that mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you know i there's like the 11th commandment um <laughs> thou shall not attack another democrat but it was just i, I don't know i couldn't i i was compelled if I can mm -hmm. say that, I felt compelled to run. Um, yeah. One, because he obviously has some interesting or, or lack of judgment. And um, I had been in this space for a while and in politics um, and in civic action. And I felt like I was up on the issues. And so, yeah, I decided to do it. 
and it's been a whirlwind since then. Oh, and and and, and my Democratic opponent uh, does not have a website, so mm. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't do with that what you what you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why have a website when when yeah. you're just on the inside track? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. All right, so I just wanted to like sort of give you an opportunity to just make your make your pitch one last time. You know, tell us what you're running for, what's the district, and why do you think you're the best candidate? Sure. So I'm running to be representatives in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives for District 32, which covers Penn Hills, Oakmont, Verona, and Plum. My district is in the eastern suburbs of Pittsburgh. It's a district I have decades of connection to. And the things that I'm really, really passionate about, gosh, there's so many. I would focus on taxes being first and foremost, uh, rediscovering some type of funding structure for um, from the state for education. I'm really interested in developing um, some type of fund for infrastructure. Um, so whether that's roads and bridges, but that can also extend to sewage. Um, really trying to figure out ways that we can improve uh, transportation links between the suburbs and to the inner city, all while also looking to explore ways to increase economic development. And I think a huge chunk of that, um, we might want to look into pedestrian-friendly economic development. Um, So that would be my pitch. And I would think I'm the best candidate because I'm the literally the only candidate who has a website with a list of issues and solutions and I've given pitches and I've done town halls and I will be doing more. Um, So that's, you know, if we're going on amount of work being done to, um, to win voters, I, I think that's why I would deserve to win. For sure. And where can people find your campaign? You can find me on Facebook at Jalen Askew. You can find me on Instagram at Jalen Askew. You can find me on JalenAskew.com, C-H-A-L-I-N-A-S-K-E-W.com. And uh, also on Twitter at Jalen Askew. And um, yeah, that's it. I think that's all the places you can find me. Awesome. And you can also email me at info at chillinaskew.com. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I wish you the best of luck in your campaign. And you, I think, um, yeah, that part of Pittsburgh could really use someone who's so young and dedicated yeah. and interested in what's going on and knowledgeable and, yeah, and like really ready to do the work. That's really wonderful. Um, but I also really look forward to hearing your voice on the Delph every week yeah. for the rest of season six. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to keep you guys up to date about this interesting slash weird journey I'm on. And um, yeah, I thank you for all the luck and the support. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me, my campaign, and my journey on all social media platforms using at Chalen Askew. You can also find out more about my policy solutions on chaylenaskew.com. I'm your host, Chaylen. I feel like that's my hundredth time saying my name today. This is The Delve, and I'll see you next Friday.